Cutting through the clutter. The topic of today's show is clutter. We have it in our lives in many forms. Today we are focused on the physical. Stuff. The stuff that gets in our way and causes inaction. Welcome to the Tom Mecky Real Estate Podcast. Tom Mecky is a licensed real estate broker working with Lake Sotheby's International Realty in the Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area. Now, here's Tom Mecky. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. With me in the studio today is Marnie Hoon, the founder of Livingly, a business designed to help people work through and remove the things in their life that are no longer relevant. Marnie, welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. It's great to be here. Thanks. Well, great to have you. So tell me about Livingly. Livingly is a business that I created kind of by accident. Um, when I was a kid at an early age, I grew up with you know a bunch of siblings in the home. I was one of seven, and uh, I just became a superpower for me to put things in order, like mm -hmm. from the age of four. My siblings have told me that I used to make the beds when they were still sleeping in the beds. <laughs> That's awesome. And then just like gently touch them on the shoulder and say, you know, when you get up, make sure that you uh, don't mess the bed up. So I've been doing this most of my life. I, you know, I didn't go to university for this, but basically what it is, is I, I support people in having their environments really work for them. And okay. what it comes down to is people have generally too much stuff. And so I think of myself as a subtractor. I help people subtract everything that isn't relevant in their homes and their offices and environments. And um, from something magical happens from there. I actually had referred you to a couple of uh, clients of mine who were getting their house ready for the market. And they just didn't know where to start. They had a bunch of things that they needed to sort through. And you were just uh, really instrumental in helping them put everything in order and prioritize things that were important, things that weren't important, and also mm -hmm. create tangible solutions that they could take action on to, mm -hmm. to start the process of purging things. Mm -hmm. I found that there's, you know, there's an application in what you do for my business within real estate, helping people get their homes ready to, to sell. But I've also found in the process of working together, there's, there's so much more to what you do than helping someone stage a home. So mm -hmm. um, talk a little bit more about that, like specifically how you work with, with uh, people to, I mean, basically remove clutter in their lives if, if, is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody knows how to remove clutter. It's kind of like smoking. We know not to smoke. It's not good for us, but it doesn't mean that right. we stop doing it. The reason I do what I do and why it makes a difference is I, I step in and I'm unbiased and I just don't judge people at all for whatever, wherever they're at with all their stuff. People don't know where to start. Yeah. They just don't know where to start. So I'm the expert that knows where to start. I can look at a situation, a whole home. It could be five, six-bedroom home. It doesn't matter. I can tell within minutes how this project is going to best go down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the other thing I do is um, frame the whole project in such a way that has people have immediate results so that it's – this thing that has become completely overwhelming and they don't know where to start, within the first 10 minutes, they know where they're going to start and they can start taking action right away and they see results immediately. Marnie's website can be found at livinglyspaces.com. And the tagline on your, on your website really jumps out at me. It says, no space unlived or unloved. How did you arrive at that? I worked with a client of mine who actually runs a branding company. Okay. So she she has had firsthand experience of working with me and she's also a creative and we just she just interviewed me and also 
added her own experience of what it's like to work with me. And, you know, after about an hour and a half of really looking at, well, what is it that I provide? We came up with, well, she actually came up with that. You know, it really comes down to that. You take a space that's not being lived in, it's not loved, and we will transform it. So a lot of people are talking about that Netflix show, Tidying Up. Yep. Are there? Are, do you adopt some of the same principles that um, the, the the woman on that show? I can't remember her name, but uh, yeah, Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. That's right. Do you do you apply those principles kind when of, you work with people? Um, I can tell right away we're kind of cut from the same cloth. Like right. a lot of her approaches are similar. For me, I just frame it differently, and my technique and process is a little bit different than hers. But I think equally as powerful. I also train people. You know, I'm a teacher by training. I apply my coaching skills with people so that when I'm gone, long gone, they have something. Right. They have, they actually know how to deal with what's going on in their homes. And that's, you know, that's been demonstrated over and over again with clients of mine. One of the clients that I had referred you to had mentioned to me, that you really helped her in working through photos. She was a collector of photos. And in my real estate business, I have found that that is the one thing that homeowners have always had the hardest time letting go of is Mm. old photographs. She called me after you met with her and just was singing your praises. Really? Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, Marnie's the best. She, She gave me this plan and I'm working through it and I have this plan and it's going great. And it was funny. I was at their house a couple of weeks ago, just kind of checking in with them because we're we're going on the market soon. Mm. And she handed me two pictures from – I mean, I've known this woman for 30 years. Mm. And she handed me two pictures from when I was 16 of, of, of the two of us. We were on a, a, a trip, a mission trip for our church youth group. And she handed me pictures from, from 30 years ago. And she goes, here you go, from my clutter basement to yours. <laughs> so how do you, how do you uh, coach people to work through old photographs? Because she had – a lot of them. She did. Bought like 12 to 15 boxes. Right. Well, I never make people do something they don't want to do. Right. But it, how I, how I worked with her is we, you know, I do this really with everything is we start looking at where's the low-hanging fruit. So she had a ton of stuff in photo albums and it's like, has this been useful to have them in photo albums? And it's like, no. Right. People aren't looking at photo albums anymore. So we just created a plan for how to get those digitized and up, you know, scrolling across her computer screen. That's what she wanted to do. So the 12 to 15 boxes, just by subtracting the photo albums, like the bulk of the photo albums, you know, it, it just scaled the project down into something that wasn't as overwhelming. Like, I can't remember what it, like four boxes worth of stuff. I can't yep. remember what it was. Maybe a bit more than that. But it, and that was, you know, when an hour, yeah. to, it was like an hour to three hours, something like that. It was, it went from how am I ever going to do this to a very clear, she could see the pathway to it getting done. This isn't as though people don't know how to do this. I don't, right. I'm not like some clutter scientist saying yep. something that's not already obvious, but what I, what happens with me there is I'm direct. Yeah. And I'm, I hold people to account. I'm like, this thing yeah. is getting done. <clears throat> well, accountability is key. Uh, before we got started, you were talking about the 80-20 rule. And you, you said something to me that really struck a chord. You said, we use 20% of our stuff 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. Can you expand upon that? Well, 
Yeah, we use 20% of our, I mean, this is a generalization, right, Tom? Right. So 20% of our stuff, 80% of the time. So the question really becomes, well, what is happening with the other 80% of the stuff? Right. Um, I say that it's an energy drain. Well, first of all, you have to maintain a bunch of stuff. It collects dust. Yeah. You may still even be paying for it on layaway or something. I don't know. But it's something to maintain. For me, what's most interesting is um, functionality of anything. So what it, what right. would life look like if you literally used everything you had? Now, like within the span of a year, you just used everything you had. And the things you weren't using, you give them away, donate them to someone who will use them. I think that there's like an integrity to objects. Okay. You know, books were meant to be read. Absolutely. Right? Right. So having 19,000 books on a shelf that – or in boxes, I see that all the time. It's yeah. like for me, I think get them into the hands of people who will actually read them. Well, I think about just through this conversation in my own life. You know, we built a house six years ago. What I thought I wanted and needed six mm-hmm. years ago versus what I know <clears throat> I don't need now is 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 really significant. We have an entire floor of our house that the only person who uses it is my son because that's where his Xbox is. You know, for a family of four, you don't need a thousand square feet per person. You just don't. It is way too much to take care of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it drives it drives me nuts. I mean, there's, we're always just because kids. You know, my kids are thirteen and ten. They they don't pick up after themselves, so it's much easier to you know pick up after eighteen hundred square feet than it is thirty six hundred square feet. Totally. Right? You know, Marnie, in real estate, one of the things I come across all the time is people who've inherited furniture pieces from their parents. And it's like you've got your furniture and then you've got your parents' furniture and then boxes mm-hmm. of your parents' stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and even even in my own life, I've, I've found that there are um, uh, antiques that my mother-in-law wanted her kids to have, my wife or, or my wife's brother. That, you know, this, these are pieces of furniture that sat in my mother-in-law's basement for years and years and years. And the only reason why either my wife took it or my, my brother-in-law took it was kind of out of guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like this psychology around like letting go of things. I mean, how do you address that with people? What's your – what are the tools that you use to get people to part with things that um, normally, you know, they can't part with or their spouse can't get them to part with, right? How do you mm-hmm. – uh, walk walk me through that. Well, is there a – piece of furniture that can, that comes to mind right now that's sitting in your house? Several. Okay. Think, pick one. One of them's my dad's rocking chair. Okay. All right. It's like the ugliest rocking chair I've ever seen, but I, I can't seem to like let go of it. It does not go with anything in our house. Like it just doesn't. It's old. Where is it in your house? It's on the third floor with my son's Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't go up there either, you know? Okay. So. Okay, and so you brought it up. It's in a corner. Like it's, it's, it's like in a, in a corner. corner. Okay, it's just sitting there. No one sits in it. And what's stopping you from? I I know you said guilt, but obviously it's on your mind, right? What, what, tell me more about. I mean, could you ima- can you imagine yourself letting this go and letting yeah. someone else use it? Absolutely. I think if I knew, I think if I knew someone else could use it. It would be easier to get rid of it. But I just – my big fear is that it's just going to go in a pile or hit the landfill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it has sentimental value. I mean, um, you know, my dad, he's, he's no longer alive. So it's a, maybe it's a connection to him, right? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had it in our house that, you know, we had our kids in. 
So, Mm -hmm. you know, that was the rocking chair for the babies. Mm -hmm. So we did get use out of it. Like we, we used it for its purpose. And I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was young, my dad, whenever his back would hurt him, he would sit in his rocking chair because that was the only chair that was mm-hmm. comfortable for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe that's why I'm hey, – I, I have no idea. I mean I didn't know this was going to be a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of how it goes though because <clears throat> the rocking chair – it, it just – this yeah. kind of conversation is what I have with people. So right. you could keep it. Right. You could let it go. It's really up to you. We're just just shining a light on it. Could you repurpose it? Could you know? Could you put new upholstery on it? Is it is it it's just wood? wood? It's yeah, all it's, wood. It's a okay. Wood yeah. Could you? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you could do. You could get um, do a photo shoot with the rocking chair of mm-hmm. you and your family, and then you've got it captured in a photo, and then you know put that photo up on the wall between you and your wife. I don't know, like a three minute conversation to just brainstorm of who you know who that rocking chair may make a difference for. Who who might use that? Exactly. Can you think of someone? I I can think of some people who could probably use it. So. I mean, there's, but there's other things. There's things from my wife's side too, like yeah. like her grandfather's table from yep. the farmhouse in South Dakota, and there's the old, you know, full size bed headboards and footboards that are you know forty years old that that's right have just been saved for, you know, and I see this a lot too when I work with other people. It's like I'm saving this for the kids. Your kids aren't going to want that stuff. Like, yeah. why are you saving it? Your kids aren't going to want it. It's not going to go with whatever house they're going to be living in. And so they're just going to take it out of guilt and duty. So how do you like help people through that process? What I provide is I'm unbiased and I'm not attached. And I can have a conversation with you that you haven't been able to have yet. So you, right. can, I just let you talk about what's in the way of you letting go of it or why you want to keep it. It really, you will discover the solution yourself. I have ideas like I did about the rocking chair, but it's just comes down to a conversation in families and marriages the rocking chair conversation doesn't yeah. always go this way no i'm you sure know what it I doesn't mean? so i just can come in and i can hear all of it yeah and i'm fine if you want to keep it you know one of the things i say to people is okay imagine you're going to keep all these antiques and you have them where you have them now and if you want to downsize or move to a smaller location where are those going to go how do people respond to you when you ask those questions is it deer and headlamps? Uh, their eyes roll to the back of their head <laughs> at first. Yeah. You know, these are confronting conversations and the answer yeah. doesn't have to be there right now. Right. But um, I do ask the questions and I am able to listen. I think you could offer people a great service before they move into houses instead of getting the house set up to, to sell it. You know, you're getting it in optimal condition For to sure. leave it. For it sure. seems like it would make more sense for you to come in when someone moves into a place. I recently had a client uh, couple that I've been working with, and there's there was an item that she was sure he would never part with. She was convinced. She even said, "Don't even talk to him about it. It's not gonna. It's not even worth it. There's no way he'll part with those furniture, like sofa cushions." Well, and I just. Of course, took that as an invitation, and I, I thought, well, we need to deal with those furniture cushions, and I talked to him about it, and within a couple of minutes, he saw that he would prefer to sell them. Why? It, this isn't really anything super special about me, but what I could provide was I wasn't attached. What I'm saying is that these conversations are difficult in families and in relationships when 
you know, they can be conflict producing or people can just kind of put up with the issue and then silently resent one another. Um, I think I'm good at mediating with people so that they can see, oh, you know what, that would be worth it for me to put those furniture cushions up on Craigslist. Let's do it. And it doesn't mean that that always happens, but it's like I ventilate. I can ventilate the environment with that I'm just not attached. Now, that's interesting. I mean, we are... I mean, it's like the world we live in, right? It's the battle for attention. Mm-hmm. What are you giving your attention to? What's mm-hmm. what's taking your attention? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I think you offer a very valuable service to people, so I'm glad you're able to come today. Yeah, well, it's awesome to be here. I love talking about it, and um, thank you for the invitation. Yeah, you bet. Um, so again, your website is livinglyspaces.com. Or you know, this is a very personal endeavor, so I often recommend that people call me to find out more about what I do and see if it might be a good match to work together. So my phone number is 612-423-3939. Marnie Hoon, thanks for stopping. It's awesome to be here. And hey, everyone, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to it on, whether that's YouTube or Buzzsprout, iTunes or Stitcher. This has been the Tom Mecky Real Estate Podcast. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are Tom Mackey's alone and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Minnesota Podcasting or Lake Sotheby's International Realty. Tom Mackey is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Minnesota and can be found online at tommeckey.com. That's T-O-M-M-E-C-K-E-Y.com. This podcast has been produced by Minnesota Podcasting. And they can be found online at www.mnpodcasting.com.